Welcome to another episode of The Get Back Coach, presented by Apollo Media. No Jay today. The internet in Houston is down, but have no fear. Our good friend Joey Pop is here, a.k.a. Joey Props, is here to save the day. Joe, how are we doing, man? I think you are the first reoccurring guest, by the way. Look at that. Yeah, that, that is. We're, check, an honor. we're just checking boxes, man. Checking boxes left and right, man. No, oh, I'm yeah. good. I'm good right now. We're we finally made it. College football is officially back this weekend. We're not we're not counting weeks. We're not counting months. We're counting hours. We're counting days right now. So football is back. And what I love about this is you get week zero, and then you get right back at it Thursday, and it's like a quick turnaround, and and we're just mm-hmm. back into football. So I, I'm super pumped. I couldn't be yeah, more. It's, it's, you know, through the summer nights. And listen, I like baseball. I like baseball as much as the next guy. But through the summer nights on the Tuesdays and the Wednesdays and the Thursdays, you think I would kill to watch Wake Forest God, and Boston cool. College right now. Yes. You know, I would I kill for Saturday Coastal night. Carolina. Uh, well, here's here's for me. The, the moment that gets me – every like Saturday is when I have like a calm Saturday night. We don't have anything planned. We were out all day doing whatever. And then I come home, nothing to do. The kids go to bed and I'm like, it's like eight, eight 30. And I'm like, man, an SEC game under the lights right now mm-hmm. with a beer would be so perfect. Mm-hmm. That's what gets me. So I can't wait for those. Oh, it's good. It's, it's going to be great. Um, and we will get to some week zero picks. We're going to talk about uh, – we're going to break down the independent teams of college football. Uh, but first, we have some big news. It is finally official. Uh, big 10 meteorites, okay? We have the 12 o'clock slot going to Fox with big noon kick. The 3.30, which is now the Big 10 has CBS. So it's yep. going to be a little strange watching – the Big Ten football on CBS instead of the SEC. And then at night, 7.30, primetime, NBC, the Big Ten has cashed that check. Rutgers is going to be making stupid money getting their ass kicked. <laughs> Rutgers okay. is going to be making more money than Alabama via TV deals. That is banana land. Yeah. Like they mentioned it. Um, before that, like Vandy and Rutgers make more money than USC. It's nuts. It's or like what nuts. Oklahoma and Texas were making. Maybe not Texas, but I know Oklahoma, what Oklahoma was making in the Big 12. So it's – I can't blame them. You can't you, – you cannot blame them. You well, know, we talked about- last week, why doesn't Rutgers go to the American? Well, because you know. they can make stupid money. Because they're in the Big Ten and the B stands for billions right now. How about to the way that this deal shakes out? If you're ESPN right now, every single time your phone rings after that deal come out, you're like, please tell me that's not the SEC. Because you know that they're going to be calling up and then, okay, mm-hmm. so we see what the Big Ten just got. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do for us? Because this deal, like the SEC deal now, is a steal. It Like it's... Mm-hmm. It's insanely undervalued. And the craziest part is Big Ten signs their deal, and they're going to get a chance to go back to the table in seven years before the SEC renews their contract at the end of 2034, I think it is. So 
Big Ten's going to get two deals before SEC gets their one new deal. If contract stands as is, I can't, I can't see that happening. Mm-hmm. I just saw a a little stat last year, Joe. Who were the top four most watched teams in college football? Yeah, I don't know if you saw this graphic. I, I haven't seen it, but I can guess. Okay. Okay. Number one's going to be Notre Dame. Wrong. Get out of here. All right. Well, they're top five. Also wrong. No, I think they no. were like eight. I think they're like eight or nine. Hold I on. was very surprised as well. Top watched teams. Top watched teams last year in college football. Oh, whoa. Uh, holy shit. I uh, thought Notre Dame would be in the top five as well. It is not. They all right. Not. If that's not all right, then I guess I'm going to go Ohio State. Yes, they were number one. Ohio State. I think I'm, I'm sensing a trend here. Ohio State, Michigan. Michigan was two. Penn State. Penn State was four. Okay. I'm getting I'm getting a feel of what's happening here. Um so you need number three. It, you know what I'm gonna go with? This is outside of the box, but I'm just gonna go with it. I'm gonna say Florida. Mm, no. Uh don't think outside the box. Go with what your your mind is telling okay then i'm gonna go bama bama was three and then five i'm gonna say georgia yeah five was georgia yeah i was very surprised by that and like i know penn state people watch i know penn state i think penn state had uh two night games last year yeah um at beaver stadium um and i know penn state people watch i know there's a lot but to them being four I was really surprised. Ahead That's of Georgia, nuts. ahead of Notre Dame. Um, you know, Michigan made sense to me just because they had a really good run. And yeah. because they had a really good run, I think a lot of those casual fans started watching a lot more. But still, Michigan, big brand. Ohio State, big brand. Penn State, big brand. I think Michigan State, I think, was in the top 20. Probably like I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Big Ten, the Big Ten fan base, they tune in for their games. I almost, when you asked me that question, my first thought was obviously Notre Dame won, um, which mm-hmm. is insane to me. But now I think about it too. Notre Dame is going to play most of the games exclusively on one network, so mm-hmm. at least some of these other other teams are going to play across a couple of different networks. You know, you're, you're going to have Big Ten, mm-hmm. you have the Big Ten Network, you have the NBC. They're going to play against a couple Fox, what have you. Um, but my actual, my other thought was I wasn't expecting Bama to be top three only because I feel like they've been so good for so long that I wouldn't be shocked if like their fan base is like, I like the Patriots, like, okay, the season starts in, mm-hmm. in week 10. Right. We don't have, we don't have to watch them play Missouri. Correct. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, no, I can definitely see that. I mean, that's why they're having uh, some attendance issues. That, yep. n- again, not issues like, you know, there are teams that have real attendance issues, but they're not getting as many people as they should. And I don't think as many students are selling out the place because they're not going to go and watch them see Vanderbilt or Missouri or because they're going to be blowouts. They're, they're going to be leaving yep. at halftime. So, so why even go? Um, but like I saw, I think it was like the top 50 and like Illinois was in there, you know, and then you have Iowa, Wisconsin, Purdue. Um, uh, Nebraska, it doesn't matter how bad they are. Those people are going to watch, um, you know, 
and again, oh, who wasn't in there? Uh, I just want to let you know. Uh, they had, you know, the the historical season. Uh, Pitt wasn't in. There. I was about to say. I bet Pitt, you were about to say Pitt. Pitt wasn't in there. Pitt didn't break the top fifty. Had one of the best seasons in twenty years. Nope, you still can't make Pitt. Uh, I love. I love Pittsburgh. Pitt. Dude, you know what? I didn't care. I honestly didn't care for a while, and like. Like it's like, yeah, you know, I don't like Pitt. I don't root for him. But like, I wasn't obnoxious about it. These Pitt people have made me obnoxious. Okay. <laughs> if they see a monster, they created it. I, I respect okay, that. My I respect Pitt. game, respect game. But um, here's so, Joe, you're another Big Ten guy. Yes. Do you, do you like this move? Do you think there will be some repercussions to this move? Because I, ha- I have some theories. I already got the conspiracy theory um, train kind of going. But w- what are your thoughts on the whole thing? Yeah, so my first thought, and I know I, I know last time I was on, it was right after the, the UCLA edition, mm-hmm. the USC edition happened. Um, I know we didn't get too much into it. I understand that's where college football is going. We're going to end up with two conferences eventually. Like That's where this is going to mm-hmm. be. Um, I, I don't love it. I, I, I love the, the regional conference feel. I don't want this to turn into, you know, mini NFL. Like that's, that's one of the things that's so amazing about college football is like, there's so many nuances and like, you know, the, the, the classic joke that gets made week one, every single year when Illinois and Iowa are playing a game and it's six, three in the third quarter. And it's been a punt fest. And somebody tweets out the ESPN box score and says, Oh, big 10 football's back. Like I get that. That's a joke, but like, I love that each conference kind of has its own style. And, you know, you have one conference in the, in the big 12 where they just don't play defense, like those types of things. So I love those nuances of it. So I'm a little bit bummed out about that, but I also know that, I mean, this just means the Big Ten is going to be – as soon it's going to be Big Ten and SEC and Big Ten is going to be kind of be king. Um, I also think – and this is where I, where I bet one of your uh, conspiracies is coming from. This is setting the stage for Notre Dame to join the Big Ten because I don't see how Notre Dame now can do anything else. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, when we're talking playoff time with the, with the way playoffs are formulated now – just this year before even the addition of next year, it's it's the SEC champion, the Big Ten champion. They're both guaranteed spots in. And then the next two spots, once we get all these teams situated, Oklahoma goes SEC, Texas is SEC, USC, they're in the Big Ten. What it's going to be is you're going to have a really tough time getting in those last two spots if you're not in the Big Ten or the SEC. Mm-hmm. It's going to – I mean, the playoffs are eventually going to be two teams from the Big Ten – two teams from the sec until the other conferences get their shit together. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be those, um, those championship games are going to be, are going to be your semifinals. Yeah. You know, and I I do think if they go to two conferences that I do think the playoff gets expanded because you're not going to have that first champion. Like, as soon as the uh, as soon as college football season's over, you have the Army Navy week, and then the week after, you have your championship week. Championship that championship week is probably going to go away, and it's that new championship week is going to be your semifinal for the playoff. So I think what's going to happen is either maybe uh, a play-in game 
or maybe to, um, you know, maybe expand the playoff within your conference to then get to the final playoff. And then guess what? You lose your that that game on December the first week of December. You you you're still eligible for a bowl game. Yes. Yep. Um, I don't know. Again, bowl games have been uh, devalued because of the playoff before. I don't know if teams just say, "Hey, we lost our shot. We're done." But again, with TV contracts, they might have to like they might actually have to have representation, um, especially with players getting paid now. I think now there's more of a hey, we're paying you now. You have to do this. Yeah. So I can I don't see know what's going to Yeah. I hate bowl games realistically, except for the big ones. I, I know. I just I you have so many guys that don't play. Now, granted, you know, New Year's Six ones I'm all in on, you know, mm-hmm. Michigan State game. I watched every single second of that versus right. your favorite your favorite squad pit. Um, but wouldn't this be cool? And kind of going exactly with, with your theory, you replace championship weekend. And what you do is you take, for instance, talking about the Big Ten, you take the Big Ten East champion, mm-hmm. Big Ten West champion division. They get an automatic bid into the Big Ten semifinals, and then you just mm-hmm. take the next two best teams, whether they're both in the East mm-hmm. or both in the West or one in each, based on record, conference record, all that. Tie and you have, yeah. you have a four-team Big Ten playoff, mm-hmm. and then that winner goes in to the regular playoff. You could do the same thing on the SEC side, and if you wanted to do like just those two square off for the champion, or however you want to do it, but mm-hmm. like a little mini playoff. Mm-hmm. For the Big Ten Championship, SEC Championship, that would be pretty sweet. It would be. No, it would be. I mean, listen, um, who was the LSU athletic director 10 years ago? He said, we're pushing towards two major conferences, the Fox Conference and the ESPN Conference. Yeah. Um, and my thing is, if we're going in that direction anyway, so let, let's just let's just get it over with, okay? Let's everyone put their um, – grapefruits on the table and let's say let's get this deal done um and i think it's gonna suck for cal and oregon state and um washington state i think those three teams are gonna be the ones left out um sad to say but i would like for the big 10 to just say listen or to whoever the powers may be listen acc Go with the, merge with the ACC, ACC merge with the SEC. Um, the Pac-12, you already have a love fest with like there's already a love fest there because of the Rose Bowl. Come together there and then break off the Big Twelve. I think. Well, here's the thing: it's going to be what what happens to all those leftover teams. The, I think. Oregon State, Washington State, Cal—they all join the Mountain West. Really, I I think that's the only way they they could go, um, unless there's a bigger merger and the Big Ten or whoever says, "All right, we're just we're taking everybody. Everyone's coming." Um, you know the Big See, Twelve. What? Where, where does he get capped? Because like there I don't has, know, there has to be a cap on the teams. It I just don't know. Be, it just can't be like. 30 teams in each con like that would be get ridiculous it, it it would um but again then then it's gonna be like the nfl where you're gonna now you're gonna have you're now you're gonna have divisions and have jay i wish jay was on here 
because Jay made the point, if you have large divisions, okay, and they're going to throw you into pods of like four or five, who's going to be in your pod? Teams regionally close to you. Which which, which I think fixes some of the issue because you, if you have the Big Ten Pacific, then that makes mm-hmm. more sense. Then you have right. those teams out there, which that that's awesome because then you'll get like one game like out west every you know you'll play oregon once every other year and then like you know on the other years you'll play usc which that's cool then it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like you're forcing it i this whole like you know penn state's gonna play like usc every year that's wild gonna happen that's just wild. it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen um but i do think that reach again i think i created a word uh regionality the regionality behind college football is what makes it special. And I do think with these larger conferences, you're going to have little subdivisions that you're still going to have it. Now, S, if the ACC merged with the SEC, I think the ACC has to trim some fat. I'm sorry. Listen, Syracuse is a basketball school. And I know this isn't a basketball podcast, but you know what would make Syracuse fans happy? If they went independent in football so that they can join the Big East in basketball again. Well, that would be what happens. Let me toss you a better idea. Okay. The college football basketball conference. All right. So we take Syracuse, Kentucky, Kansas, Duke. We throw them all like in like a a conference together. A sub, like a subdivision. Just the basketball conference. They play football. Let's do oh, that. That would be, be awesome. Hey, let's throw all the ba- basketball. Kentucky doesn't belong in the SEC. Like, what do we like? They have yeah. one. I have. They've, no, done, I have, they've done better. They have done good. better. I'm going to tell you right now. You want you want a free play? Bet against them all season long because their quarterback. Everybody's so high up on him, and I don't know whether you are or not because he's an ex, you know, Penn Stater kind of guy. But I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to have a, a tough year this year. He was mm-hmm. he. I think everybody looks at his skill and is like, oh, yeah, he's got this, he's got that. You know, he is a little flashy, but his numbers are not that good. So here's my here's my take on Will Levis. I, I like Will Levis. I think Will Levis is an absolute warrior. But with that being said, I don't know how people watch him play and think he is a first-round draft pick. I don't get it either. I don't get it. I don't, and I know he's. I know he has the intangible. I know he's big. I know he has big hands. I know he like, he could throw the, throw the ball, but like he had the perfect opportunity to pass Sean Clifford, who I've went to bat for, who isn't great, but he's not bad. He's a, he's solid. He's a good quarterback. He's a and perfect. Will, Penn State college like quarterback. Yeah, like, exactly. Clifford is like your standard. He's like mix like mix Worley a little bit, just mm-hmm. not as good. Yeah, I mean, some things McSorley's better, but some mm-hmm. things Clifford's better. There, there's yeah. there's give and take. But Will Levis had every opportunity to pass him. Sean Clifford in 2020 was a turnover source, was fumbling the ball, wasn't wasn't. Um, throwing it away, holding it too long, and they they benched him. They gave it to Will Levis, and Will didn't do that great either. Yeah. And he went against 
not necessarily the um, the meat of their schedule in 2020. Um, and then again, I think he wanted to be named the starter, and Franklin said, no, like you're going to compete for it. I think he thought he lost it already to Clifford, so he goes to Kentucky. Now, what does Kentucky have? Kentucky has a very strong run game. They have a good offensive line. Will Levis doesn't have to throw the ball 25 times a game for no. them to win. Okay? No, I get that, but – Counterpoint to that, you're absolutely right. Last year, SEC, he was sixth in pass attempts, and he was mm-hmm. first in interceptions. So when he is throwing it, he's throwing it to the wrong team. Exactly. It's like it's that's insane. what I don't get. And, like, again, I, I, I go off on idiot Penn State fans a lot, and they're like, we shouldn't have let Will Levis go. Look at what he's doing at Kentucky. Listen, yes, they're winning at Kentucky. But it's really not because of Will Levis. Defense is winning at Kentucky. Their defense is really good. They have a good run game. All Will Levis has to do is not screw up. But like you said, he has, what, sixth in pass attempts and he's first in interceptions? Okay? And I think I did see, I think Clifford threw, I think, maybe two more interceptions. But he had, like, 80, 90 more attempts because Penn State had to throw the ball consistently. Correct. Also, another stat Penn State fans don't want to hear who bashed Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford is, by pass completions, is the most technically the most accurate quarterback in Penn State history. Is he really? He has the best completion percentage. Wowza. Holy I shit. Know. Think about that. And it was, oh, he can't hit this. He can't hit that. Technically, he can do you know what? Again, I'm too far. We're, we're too far on the Penn State. I didn't mean to take it this deep. But I know. Here. But, like, I was watching um, – I was over at Buddy's house. We were just trying to um, pass some time. I, we had places to go. And we just went on YouTube. We were watching um, old, like, Penn State games. Like, you know those, like um, – they're, like, one-hour games. Like, they cut all the yes. little stuff. And yeah, just yeah. Nothing but the those are the best, by the way. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Um, I, I think Arch something, if I, – I forget his name. Um, but, anyway, he – we were watching like Michael Robinson overthrow guys. And I, and I was like, you know, what's funny, like Michael Robinson, an absolute warrior. Like you want to talk about warriors that are quarterbacks. Like the guy like played brick shit house. He was yeah. like, and he, he goes to the NFL fullback. and he's like a great fullback. Yeah. yeah. He's a fullback in the NFL. Like a good one too. Like a, a pro bowl fullback. Anyway, like why does Daryl Clark get a pass and Michael Robinson get a pass and trace McSorley, another one get a pass because their teams won yeah okay no one's complaining about the quarterback when you're competing for big 10 titles sean clifford competed for one they 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 didn't get there but he still won 11 games as as a sophomore you can't tell me that he got just got progressively worse as time went on like he's just been this this bad the entire time no like things happen but but no, I don't get the Will Levis hype train. I love the guy. I think he's a great guy. I think he's great. I, I think he's, again, uh, uh, a tough, hard-nosed guy. I just don't see this whole um, if you take him in the first, thing. If you take him in the first round. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. Or you are, I mean, you're just so desperate. You're, right? just, you're just looking. Your scouts are looking at. Well, he's this tall and his hands are this big. Yep. And which again, yeah, do those things matter? 
A little bit, yeah, but it shouldn't be. I don't I don't understand. I think Mel Kuyper had him in the top 10, and I have no idea how that was even a thing. But I want you to put on your tinfoil hats, okay? Because this is the conspiracy I'm talking about here with the Big Ten media rights with them leaving. Most coverage is on what for college football? Honestly. Most coverage in what sense? Most coverage in what do most people, if they're going to watch a college football game, a casual fan, a, a, yeah, a casual fan, what are they going to watch? Like what channels? What channel? They're going to watch NBC. They're going to watch Fox. They're going to watch CBS. You think so? That's what I think. See, I, I am opposite. I think casual. I want to watch college football. I'm turning on ESPN. I think. Towards the end of this season, if the Big Ten gets left out of the playoff, oh, I think that it's going to come down to coverage. And I think a lot of people are going might, to watch you, ESPN you more than Fox. Listen, no offense to Big Noon Kicks coverage. Everyone was watching College Game Day. Okay, Kirk Herbstreet is one of the Mount Rushmore people of college football personalities. Lee I'll Corso. You, I'll give you that, but I feel like the second college games day is over, and maybe it's just me, the channel immediately gets flipped. I think it does for us because we're Big Ten fans. It's true. And we want to watch those teams play. We have we have a rooting interest in that. I think your typical college football – I don't even want to say typical. I think your casual college football fan who's like, oh, hey, it's Saturday. I'm going to watch some games. I think they're keeping it on – I think they're keeping it on ESPN. And I do think – Might be right. Um, I do think it's going to hurt um, the Big Ten's representation in the playoff eventually. If Ohio be. State has two losses – Okay, they're probably st- they're probably will still go in. Well, but, yeah, the committee the committee has a hard on for Ohio State. But the thing is, if Penn State has two losses, no. if Michigan State has two losses, no say Michigan State has two losses and wins and wins the Big Ten. No, they going in? in. No, it's, no. it'll be the it'll be the exact same thing that happened to Penn State the year that Ohio State got in over them. Yeah, after beat them. It's just, it'll yeah. be the same situation. I mean, they didn't yeah. win their conference. Penn State beat them. It mm. made no sense. I know that I, I I do counter argue that with listen I know you had like ten dudes out on defense but you can't lose the pit um, and you can't get smoked by Michigan even though the team that beat Ohio State was a completely different team because Correct. just they had a bunch of dudes out um, that's my art that's again me trying to not be biased but no I think you're right I think if a if a Big Ten team has two losses. Or if it's a one loss and you have three other one loss teams, I don't think the Big Ten teams yeah. getting in if it's not Ohio State. I really don't. And that's again, that's where my conspiracy was kind of going. Is um, I think it hurts coverage wise in the Big Ten. I could see that. I I think my only counterpoint would be I I don't see how from now on moving forward. And I really don't see how ever it would have happened. The Big Ten champion will always be in. 
I just can't mm. for the life of me figure out a scenario where they wouldn't be unless unless it's like, you know, Ohio State is 11 and one. They go in and they lose to Wisconsin, who has like two losses. Maybe yeah. that Wisconsin team doesn't get in. But I still think that Ohio State team mm. probably gets in. Who Somebody that makes an appearance in the Big Ten championship gets in. I, I just can't imagine the the Big Ten East is so stacked right now, mm-hmm. and and it always will be because even when Penn State's not like their best, they're still a brand. They're still a well, name. They still command respect. Mm-hmm. It's Big Listen, Ten last East. last year Penn State went seven and five, and they lost, I think, two games by four, a game by three, and they lost to Ohio State by nine. And that was and th- and that was a dogfight almost the entire way. Yep. Yeah. So again, you go seven and five, but you were beating Michigan with three and a half minutes to go. <laughs> like yeah. who went there? Like it, it's still you were in it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very tough division. And listen, I had uh, an Iowa guy last week, Jeffrey the Greek. Um, great guy. If you haven't followed him, Joe, I think you. I I honestly think you like his stuff. Um, and we kind of agreed on this. You know, he he's fighting the good fight for the West side of the division. Good luck and, to him. And this this is where I think we found common ground, that the Big Ten East is top-heavy with yes. Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. Whereas you don't have those in the West, but you have more teams – that can at least catch that crown of the West and are better. Like Illinois, I'm trying to think, Illinois, Northwestern, and Purdue are better than Indiana, Rutgers. Maryland's getting getting better. They're true. Maryland's getting better. And I think Maryland's due for a really good year this year. But I agree with you. Purdue Mm -hmm. not only gets up for big games, they have the second-best quarterback in the Big Ten this year. And I, th- I I think it's not even close. I think he's easily the second best quarterback. I, I like Peyton Thorne. I like Peyton Thorne too, obviously. But oh, yeah. I think if you look at like the last, I think it's the last like four games mm-hmm. for Purdue. I think he like averaged like almost 400 yards and four yeah. touchdowns a game. Like he put up stupid numbers. Yeah, I think he's going to be really good this year. He he's losing his two main targets. He's losing yes. Bell. Um, they lost another guy to suspension, but I'm, I'm really high on Purdue. I don't think they win the West. I do think Iowa wins the West, but I think Purdue is going to contend. And I do, I think Penn state goes nine and three this year. And I think they lose the, the opening game to Purdue. That's a tough spot. That's a really tough spot on the road against Purdue to open the season. I, Penn state I, don't has, I don't know what the line is for that game right now, but I'll probably take Penn Purdue. state is. I think a three point favorite, three and yeah, a half point favorite. I'll take Purdue plus three, yeah. plus three and a half. Yeah. Um, Penn State has an open Big Ten play. I think, I think 12 out of the last 13 years, Penn State has had a road game to start Big Ten play. Oh my God. It's brutal. It's terrible. Dude, they, they opened the season last year at Wisconsin. Like, that was a, that was a wild game. I know it was big football for like three and a half quarters, and then oh, all yeah. of a sudden it became a game. Yeah, but like every year, it's just like, man, like stop doing this. And like people will say, well, two years you played Northwestern. Like, listen, man, Northwestern when it's 
when it's noon then it's 11 o'clock on in central time and you got the wind factor coming in that's when northwestern there's, thrives there's no one there it's like it, it feels like a scrimmage like come on don't give me that <laughs> that's a tough place to play too um but anyway big 10 media the meteorites huge story um we're pushing it to two conferences we really are yeah. um and while we're on it uh, if we're going to do two conferences, let West Virginia just go to the ACC already. It's please. ridiculous. Just let them go. I know, I know you have, like, I understand that, you know, your, your SAT score only has to be like a 600 or something to get into West Virginia. I yep. get it. But like, let them in. And maybe if the merger happens between the SEC and the ACC, maybe they'll let them in. I think they I think they would have to. Well, here's the thing. There's going to be a mad dash, right? We're already starting mm -hmm. to see it a little bit here or there, but there's going to become a point, and it, and it might be the second, if SEC does go back to ESPN and, and renegotiates the contract, it might be the second they do that because then you're going to have mm -hmm. the Big Ten contract, the SEC contract. There's no other contract money, I, I don't think, out there. I can't imagine what mm. other big money would be left out there for these other conferences where you're going to see them just start sprinting to the SEC and Big Ten to try to get a hold of some of that money. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this, okay. all right? We go to two major conferences, Big Ten, SEC. Okay. Which conference does West Virginia go into? I think they'll go – I think they'll go to the – the SEC ESPN one. Okay. Cause because I can see them playing in either conference. So for, I always thought the same thing. I would, I always said, I would love to have West Virginia in the oh, big 10. It adds, it adds another, it adds another good or good brand to the East, but you know, you, you get another, you know, great program, the 14th winningest program in college football. Um, but I just think academically, I think the Big Ten cares more, kind of like the ACC cared. I think if the Big Ten's running the show, I don't think they're as eager to take West Virginia than the SEC would. And I think West Virginia fans would rather go to the SEC that's merged with an ACC. Yeah. So they can play Virginia Tech, and if Pitt's still there, they can play Pitt. And I think they'd rather go south and play – then go west where it's still cold. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. But I can see him playing in either. That's why I want to Oh, yeah. Here. I always – I mean, listen, um, I'm still in Morgantown right now. It's uh, three hours away from Penn State. It's three hours from Columbus, Ohio. I think it's like three from Maryland. So it's – they're in a decent location for the east. Yeah. You know, but it's a, hey, it, it's a lot better than going to Texas every other week. Yeah. That's the one I'm. I would. I'm interested to see what happens to all those Texas schools. Well, because here's the thing: it, do they all go be, to the SEC? I can't. But the SEC is not going to want anything to do with like some. They'll probably take Baylor. I could see them taking Baylor. See, but, Baylor's the one I think goes to the pack. No, maybe not. I don't know because they're closer I, I, to the pack. I could see them taking Baylor, but even that, I don't think is a given. Because I could also see them turn their back on Baylor. Texas Tech fits in the SEC. It I think. does. But again, just with if anything, Texas Tech will end up just being like a cooler looking Missouri. Like that's all they're going to end up being in the SEC. 
I mean, I think I think you throw this is how the Big 12 should split. All the Texas schools follow Texas and Oklahoma, okay? Everybody else um hell, throw Oklahoma State in there too. Oklahoma State goes with Oklahoma and then everyone else, the Kansas schools, Iowa State, um They'll take oh Colorado's the Pac-12. They have them already. Who else is in the Big 12? Is that everybody? Kansas schools and Iowa State. Yeah. (laughs) Is that everybody? Everyone else goes to the Big Ten. I can see that. And then the ACC is going to kick Syracuse to the curb. Maybe Louisville. Also, maybe they'll go back. Louisville. Louisville could get moved to the basketball conference. I like this basketball conference idea. The more talk, the more we talk about, yeah, Louisville, yeah. Big Ten doesn't need Indiana. Get them out of there. Send them to the That's the thing. You have Rutgers. Send them. Like, See ya. Like, Rutgers, Vandy, Kansas. Well, Kansas, you you actually – Kansas, you go to the SEC. You could be a part of the basketball conference. Yeah. But, like, you got to trim the fat eventually. Well, that's what's going to ha- – that's the part that's going to be nuts. And then mm-hmm. will they all build, like, a third, try to be, like, almost like a <laughs> – like a conference like USA a part type two. Of, yeah. Like a G five version of the two power conferences. I don't know. The American part two, I what Pacific. I don't know. It's the big for like, here's the thing, Oregon state, Cal and Washington state deserve to be in a power five conference. I agree. More than Rutgers and Vandy. Much more. I know Vandy will never happen because they're baseball, but I've said this hundreds of times. Rutgers brings nothing to the Big Ten. Absolutely nothing. And I understand last two years their basketball – or last year their basketball program was good, and this year it's probably going to be good again. Other than that, they do nothing. They might bring a good wrestler. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'll say They bring nothing. What do you, do you think – what do you think happens first? We get two power conferences in the NCAA, or college football says we don't need the NCAA anymore and splits from them completely. Because once they split from them completely, then they really can do whatever they want. Because I think that's coming. I think that's where all this is going to eventually lead to is that they're going to split and they're going to have, have the pay the school naming rights to be able to say you know, by name. Yeah, say they're Michigan name. State Spartans, but they're not. They're going to be their own complete entities. I think that's where all this ends up eventually, because at, at some point they're going to say, "Why are we even working with the NCAA? Like they, they're making our lives harder. Let's just leave." Well, no, I think I know how to change. I mean, I think I know how to how you fix this. Is you appoint a commissioner? You just yeah. appoint a commissioner. If you appoint a commissioner, again, um. Another analogy I've used, it is, and we're going to take this back to some history stuff, but in the NCAA is like the Articles of Confederation. All of the states in the Articles of Confederation pretty much do what they wanted to, um, pretty much like how every conference does their own thing, their own entity, but they're under the umbrella of the NCAA, like all these states were in the umbrella of the United States. And then eventually they're like, yeah, this doesn't really work because every state, no, none of the states are working together. They're only out for themselves. And then they created the Constitution, which I think the Constitution in this analogy is a college football commissioner to say, 
This is how we're going to do things. This is where all the lines are going to be drawn. And this is what you're going to do for the betterment of the sport. It's coming. I think it's coming. If they leave and it's just, just by name, like again, Michigan state Spartans are just by name, Michigan state Spartans. I mean, the schools are still going to have like the schools still have the, I guess to say what happens they'll have every with everything else yeah like hiring process like thing like that like they'll still manage the team correct but i think that revenue i guess instead of going to the ncaa is going to go to them which i don't know i would like to see it um but again how are you going to manage it's going to be hard to manage 65 programs it will but I don't know if you'll have to, but that's what's going to be interesting to see what happens to the Big Ten and SEC because then then we're going to get into like a point of like some teams might not be in the new aligned college football system. And then that's where – that's my only fear is because if we get like drilled down to like 30-some teams, it's like, okay, we're just the NFL again. And right. It's like – and then we've taken – I don't, like, don't want a super conference. I don't either. I, I want as much – as much diversity with conferences as possible. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that was uh, the longer than I expected it to be. That was a while. Any, but, I feel like anytime I get on this, you're always like, right, we got to cut this. We got to cut that because we just <laughs> ramble for, I could just talk about college football all day. Oh, I know. And it's been it. waiting so long. Um, all right. So this is what we're going to do next. Uh, we're going to run through the independence. I know on most podcasts, okay. Most podcasts, um, Notre Dame gets their own day. And it's just Notre Dame, and they might talk about BYU. We don't do that here. No, no, no. We don't. We talk about everyone in college football. We celebrate college football, not just the Power Five. We celebrate everybody. Um, so we are going to go through some of these some of these teams here in the independent. I'm going to kick us off with Army. Okay, we're going to kick us off with Army. Um, I like this Army team. Um I think this is going to be their solid team going forward. I think their offensive line needs a little bit of work. And with the triple option, flex bone, um, that that does take a little bit of time. You got Tyler. Tyler is back, a uh, really great quarterback. I think Army has a shot to get seven wins going into their matchup against Navy. Uh, this is definitely a bowl team. Um, I like the cadets this year. They do not get the commander-in-chief trophy, though. That is going to be going to Air Force. Uh, Joe, if you're not on the Air Force uh, plane yet, you better hop on. I'm just letting you know. Air Force okay. wins the Mountain West. Just letting you know. Uh, okay. We covered that last week. But anyway, I like Army this year uh, to get into a bowl. Yeah, I, I'm actually going to go one higher than you. I think they're an eight-win team. So mm-hmm. I know looking at their, their over-unders, eight and a half. I don't know if they get mm-hmm. to nine. That seems like a lot for this mm-hmm. team. But if you look at their schedule, I mean, their schedule is – super friendly they have like yeah. a tough spot in the beginning to start the year and then it's kind of smooth sailing until they get the wake forest which i think i think wake forest is going to be overrated this year compared to what they were well, last year i think they lost hartman they, they lost a t- yeah i mean mm-hmm. not only that i i just think that they're going to be coming down i think army can beat them as well i wish that game wasn't at wake forest but i think mm-hmm. i mean i think they're going to win eight games and and win pretty easy i mean they finished their year mm-hmm back-to-back UConn UMass before going in the Navy, which is a great little warm-up um, for the Army-Navy game as well. So I, I like them a lot. I, I do think – well, 
again, Army Navy, you don't know really what's going to happen, but I do think they get they can get the seven going into Navy. So I'm on the board with eight there. Um, But yeah, I I, I do like I do like the cadets here. Um, Here's another team that has a little bit of hype to them. BYU. Um, I like the Cougars again. um, Offense should still be good. Offensive line might be the best it's been in a while. Okay, I really like the offensive line here. Defense, though, that's going to be the Achilles heel of this team. They got to figure it out. Um, listen, Jaron Hall, that's going to be a name a lot more people are going to know in the college football world. Uh, next great quarterback at BYU. He just needs a little bit of help on the defensive side of the ball. Listen, this is going to be tough to get to double digits. You got to play Notre Dame, Arkansas, Baylor, and Oregon. It, those four games, it's going to be really tough. I think they win maybe one of those games. So that right there, if they can win one of them, I think they go nine wins. But which but one? I, 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 I think mean, eight. Which one do they win though? Because I'm listen. I'm not a big Baylor guy. I don't think Baylor is should be a top mm-hmm. ten team. I think that that's ridiculous that they're ranked ten. But Baylor's going to be a tough game for them at home to win. Going to Oregon's going to be a tough game. They're not going to beat. Notre Dame and Notre Dame. Notre Dame's defense is going to be way too good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Arkansas, I, I think, is a really good team, even though they're at home. I don't know if they win any of those four. And no. like you said, the defense for this team is going to be a problem. East Carolina is not going to be an easy team for mm-hmm. at home, even for for a bad defense. And neither will going to Liberty. Liberty puts up points mm-hmm. as well. So I, I, I think they're in for a really rough year because their schedule is brutal. Yeah, it is. And again, I think this team is going to be better than what their record shows by the end of the year. I think this is a team that goes into I a bowl game and just beats the bricks off of yes. teams. Because I, listen, I, yeah, BYU, they don't have guys opt out either. That with the team you see BYU, that, that's going to be the team you're going to see in a bowl game. And I, I think they'll, again, I think maybe I think seven wins. I'm going to stop there at seven wins. I do think they win one of those big games. Either they catch Arkansas on a slip up, even though I do think Arkansas is going to be good, um, or maybe in Oregon. Um, again, I, I I've said Oregon. I really like Oregon this year, but yeah, it, it's going to be a tough schedule. Yeah, it's, I mean it's going to be brutal. It is. It is. Um, but the team we mentioned already, uh, Liberty, the Flames. Living and dying by the transfer portal. Uh, yeah. I got Char- Charlie Brewer, which Charlie Brewer is still playing college football. Like <laughs> he's just he was just officially named starter today. Yeah, I know. Um, man, Charlie Brewer is still playing football. I, I shouldn't. I mean, Sean Clifford. I mean, you have Clifford. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna football. say. I don't know what you're talking about there. Yeah, c- collecting his AARP check. Anyway, <laughs> um, listen, you got Brewer there. Uh, listen, the, the whole offensive line was kind of restructured. Um, they kind of used the portal to that. Um, also on defense, big time Juco transfers and some new faces. One guy, I believe, is from East Mississippi, uh, Lance Chess, U School. Um, I, I think this team makes a ball. I think they're six and six. I think this is a six and six team, maybe a seven and five, but I, I think six and six, they, they get to a bowl game this year. Yeah, I think their schedule is way more favorable in terms mm-hmm. of, in terms of, uh, them versus like BYU, like BYU schedule compared to this schedule is just apples and oranges. 
I, I think they can get to seven wins only because of that. I mean, you're going to have the same games, UConn, you're going to have UMass. They're going to beat the bricks off of those guys. Uh, Akron, they should beat up pretty pretty bad as well. So they're going to have opportunities to really put up some points, um, especially with Brewer back there um, and all of his experience. Um, so they're going to have a chance to put up some points. I think they can get the seven wins. I definitely think they're going to be a bold team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. We started this episode off with some teams I like. Um, this is – now we're getting a little – it, it, it's going to get a little ugly from here on out. Um, New Mexico State. Here's the thing. I like Jerry Kill, okay? I really do. I liked him when he was at Minnesota. Um, I know him and P.J. Fleck are not on good terms as the successor to Minnesota football. Um, I will say this. Uh, the spread for the New Mexico State-Minnesota game is plus uh, 37 and a half. I hammered New Mexico State just because uh, Minnesota is usually very vanilla in non-conference yeah. matchups. Um, and I think Jerry Kill's guys are going to be fired up to play for their coach um, at the, his old place of employment. But, man, dude, lost their quarterback to the portal. Um, Kill is going to want to do this ground and pound thing, which I think might help them cover spreads because they're going to, they're going to run, run. Yeah. Run, run, run and get the hell out. Um, they got to fix pretty much everything in this program. I love Jerry kill, man. I'd be shocked. I mean, absolute floored if they won four games, like if they won four games, if they won four games, it is a success. Yeah, they're gonna be bad. I I'm gonna I'll I'll make a guarantee right now. This is a stone cold guarantee. I will not watch a single one of New Mexico State's games this year, outside of probably them versus Wisconsin, because I'll probably be betting on Wisconsin. Outside of that, I probably won't watch a snap of this team play unless it's by accident. They're on Saturday. Well, and Saturday maybe as well. I'm just saying. And Jay and I both have picks for that game as well. Um, Wait, is that the Nevada game, right? Yeah, Nevada's playing New yeah. Mexico State. Yeah. All right, I'll watch. I'll watch a little bit of that. There we go. There Only because big zero excitement. Yeah. Oh. Oh. They'll. Oh. They'll be excitement. All right. <laughs> um. All right. You're one of your favorite teams, Joe. We're we're, we're finally there. Uh, Notre Dame. Oh, by the way, um, we we were supposed to have someone. Else, not not only Jay. There was supposed to be someone else that was supposed to join the show. Um, but we are very lucky to have Joey Pop here to clean up this mess, um, this K-mess, if you will. Um, oh, nice Notre Dame, I don't know if I'm on the Marcus Freeman hype train just yet. Everyone's on it. And, like, I'm sure he's a great – like, he's he seems great. But, like, let, let's let's wait and see first. Okay, I'm really interested to see this offense. Uh, Tyler Buckner uh, feels like he's more of a scrambler, more Ian Book-like um, than Jack Cohn. Um, again, they lose some guys in the skill. I, I think the offense was okay. They were solid last year. So um, they're going to have a bunch of new faces on offense. So I don't know how that's going to go. I think the defense, though, is going to be very good. Like, it's going to be It's going to be one of the best defenses in the country and, yeah. and one of the best defenses. Like, it's not going to be Georgia last year. That defense mm-hmm. was different. Cool. But it's going to be closer to that defense than 
than not. I, oh, yeah. I, I think this defense is going to carry this this Irish team. Yeah. Listen, Foss, uh, you have, I think it's Isaiah, but uh, Isaiah Foskey up front, uh, pr- probably one of the best defensive linemen in the country. The linebacking core should be really good. They got Brandon Joseph from Northwestern, one of the best safeties in the country. How do you replace Kyle Hamilton? You get a guy like uh, Brandon Joseph in the portal. I think this is a good bowl team. Uh, I'm talking uh, New Year's Day Bowl, possible NY6 Bowl. They're going to have three games that I think are going to be games to kind of watch out for. USC, BYU, and Boston College. Those three are the games you circle to see what type of year you're going to have. I am already counting Ohio State and Clemson as losses for Notre Dame. Yeah, I think Notre. I think Clemson's going to have a giant, and I, you covered this last time you were on the show. Clemson's going to have a big time chip on their shoulder. Um, I, I think, do think Ohio State just better. I think Clemson's going to impress a lot of people mm-hmm. this year with yeah. how how well they played. I think people are going to be mm-hmm. down on them, but I, I do think they beat BYU. I do think they beat Boston College. I think those two teams give them fights. I, I think they're better than USC, but anything can happen when the Golden Shillelagh is on the line. But I think ten and two would be a great season for Notre Dame. Um, nine and three is also decent for a first year coach, Marcus Freeman. Yeah, I I already put in um, plus two hundred bet Notre Dame to win ten plus games. I know that it's it's stretching a little bit because when you look at their schedule, their schedule is brutal. I think this team, like we said, defensively is going to keep them in almost every single game. Absolutely. I just don't think that they have enough firepower to to play with some of the big dogs i think you're going to see what you always see from notre dame which is a really successful regular season and then they're going to be they're going to miss the playoffs and then they're going to get their shit rocked in a bowl game and i i I don't i actually think looking at the rankings they're five i think utah should be above them and i or and or i think they'll finish the year above them so mm-hmm. so like in my top 10 i i would put utah above notre dame because i think that they're a more complete team i just i just don't think anybody knows what offensively this team's going to look like under a head coach who is coming from the defensive side of the ball has all the defensive guys that he could ever want has the defense typed up i just don't know how good this offense can be yeah, and, and again, that's going to be the, the big question mark. Um, yeah. Again, defense, like you said, is going to keep a minute. I think like games against Ohio State, I think by the end, though that defense is going to be wore down. Yeah. I, I, really I, down. I've already said, I'll give this out as well, Ohio State first half money line, I say you take mm-hmm. all day. And I, I could lean on Ohio State probably the whole game line just mm-hmm. because of what, he, what you said eventually Ohio state's just going to put them at an arm's length distance away and the offense is not going to be able to catch up. And I think yeah. it's going to happen when they play Clemson. I think it could happen potentially when they play SC as well. So who knows? I, I just think with SC though, SC's defense is bad that I think Notre Dame will be able to take advantage of that. Like, yeah. I don't think that off that offense is that bad. I think they match up good against USC and BYU because of that. Because, yeah. hey, those teams don't have that great defenses, and Notre Dame's going to be able to put up points. Yeah. So, Or at yeah. least something. All right. Now we're go- we're getting back to some ugly right now. It's very ugly. Uh, Jim Morris, first year at UConn, trying to jolt life back into this program that is pretty much on life support. 
right now. Um, they're going to have uh, quarterback Taquan Roberson, which I don't know if you remember, but he was the backup quarterback that was thrown into the fire at the Iowa game for Penn State after Clifford got hurt and didn't look very good except for a couple of read options. Um, I hope that kid does better. I hope I hope he gets a fresh start and does well. But listen, this is this is a team that almost lost to Yale. This team, this team stinks, and this team is gonna stink. Add them to the basketball conference as well. Get them out. Yeah, (laughs) get them out of the independent. Move them over to the basketball conference. They're they're not gonna win. I think their over under is two and a half. Hammer that under. There's no way they win three games. I'm saying they win two. I I mean, listen. You look at their schedule. They have, I think there's a non there's a non conference in there that I think they'll win. Yeah, a C Connecticut oh. game. They they have to win that. Oh, such they, yes, they'll beat they'll they'll beat Central Connecticut. I know Central they should absolutely. I they'll agree with Central you. Connecticut. They should beat UMass, even though that could oh. go either way. And then from there, I don't know where you see another one. Maybe Syracuse? No. No, absolutely them. not. Syracuse is bad. It ain't that bad. They're not down that bad. I don't um, know. Who, I don't think there's another game on here where they even really compete. Jim Mora is uh, – yeah, he's got, uh, he's got some problems there. Yeah. He's got some problems. Um, I, listen, I, I – yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. Not good for the Huskies. Yeah, and you know, you know what though? They're not. Even, I hate to say this, but they're not even good enough for the basketball conference. <laughs> they would the still be bottom of the barrel in the basketball conference by a mile as well. Yeah, like it's, it's not. Even listen, close. you can just you can just do this. I, I'll, I'll save you some time on 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 UMass. Copy and paste everything we basically just said for Connecticut, just a little less mean for UMass, and that's where UMass is because UMass yep. two things. They're just their schedules easier. Yeah, I think Don Brown being the defensive coordinator, I think will um, help this team a little bit. Listen, all their top tacklers are back, so there's at least some foundation on that on that defense, and they're gonna have to fix. I know, I think they only had 11 sacks last year. They're gonna have to fix that because Don Brown is going to play man-to-man defense, and he is going to blitz like hell. And if you can't have a pass rush, he's going to get burnt. That was Michigan's complaint with him for years: is that he's going to play man-to-man defense, and they, they, you know, they're going to be good, 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 and then they get burned. Yeah, because that's just that—that's the nature of playing like that. Um, I think the offensive line's okay, like not they're like st- Power Five okay, but I think they're okay. I think UMass is in a better spot than UConn. Yes, I mean, but obviously, I mean, yeah, not a bowl team. Obviously, not a bowl team. No, I think they get the three games. I can see that. Like I said, their schedule is way, way easier. I mean, they're gonna have. And I think they beat UConn. I think they're gonna beat UConn as well. I think they do. I think they beat UConn. I mean, that's that's the sicko bowl of the year, right? That's got. Oh, it's up there. Oh, listen, I will say, over the last year, the sickos committee and I on Twitter have formed a little bit of a friendship so i will definitely i mean they already know but i will definitely be nominating that for sicko game of the year i don't see how it doesn't it has to win sicko game of the year 
It has to. Okay. Um, week zero picks. Okay. Week zero picks. Now, Jay is not with us, unfortunately, but he did give picks. He did give picks. Um, so I've been flip-flopping with this Ireland game. All right. There's no need to flip-flop. No, hang no on. Hang on. Hang on. Not even a little bit of need. Hang on. No need. I originally, no when I saw the line at nine and a half, no I thought I love the Cornhuskers there, but I never placed the bet. I never placed it. Yeah, well, you're kicking yourself now. Really? Well, now it's at plus 13. And I think Northwestern, with their good running attack and first game of the year, I think Northwestern keeps it closer. I, I think it's like a 10-point loss by Northwestern. But I'm taking the Wildcats to cover plus 13. Northwest, or sorry, Nebraska wins, but Northwestern covers. Jay also has Northwestern plus 13. Okay. I got in. I officially placed my bet on this this morning. If mm-hmm. you are a member of the newsletter, I appreciate you. Mwah. I sent that out where, today. Where, where can you find that newsletter, Joe? You can find that on my Twitter at Joe Pops underscore or Joey underscore props. Either one's going to have it in the bio. Um, I jumped all over Nebraska minus 12 and a half. I think that this is an easy double-digit win for them. Nebraska last year was the greatest three-win team of all time in terms of covering spreads last year. And they also played Northwestern, and they were 11-point favorites. Not sure if you know what happened in that game. If you don't, let me tell you, they beat the shit out of them. They beat them by – they beat them by 49, I believe. I believe the final score was like 54 to 7 or something like that. I don't know what it was, 56 to 7. So – I'm not saying we're going to get a, a beat down to that extent, but I think they cover by two touchdowns. This Nebraska team is the only other team I truly think that's going to compete with Wisconsin for the Big Ten West title in that. Wow. Division. So, and really? I hate, and you know that. Yeah, I but, I think it's a I think it's a four, I think it's a four team race. I would like to say that I think Nebraska is the more complete team versus all those other teams and i think wisconsin is just a little bit better than them wait maybe five wait because i think nebraska i think the uh, listen i i think nebraska is going to compete um i wisconsin same thing um although i, I wisconsin has a lot of turnover but i feel like wisconsin's going to be wisconsin and they're going to get the eight wins at least um listen everyone's high on minnesota i think they get to seven Eight wins, but like, and again, I said they lost everything on the offensive line except their center, and everyone's like, no, they rebuilt it through the portal. So I don't know. I think Minnesota also has trouble on defense. Um, I really like Purdue, but I think Iowa's your most complete team there. So uh, I think it's I think it's a five I think it's a five team race to win I, the West. I don't think Iowa's going to be there. I, I think at the end of the day, I think it's going to be down to Wisconsin and Nebraska. They're the two teams I look at and I say are, are, are the two that are going to mm-hmm. gonna be the last. And I would say of all the teams you just mentioned, I would rank it uh, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Purdue, and then I would have a toss-up between Iowa. Here's here's my thing with Wisconsin. Again, Joe. Because, Joe, I will say with, with picks, you are usually more right than I am. Pretty good. Okay? 
just just letting you know again trying not to be biased but here's my take wisconsin's offense isn't good it's not no their defense lost almost everybody so who's coming back i just love what this i, I love what the coach has done there he's done an amazing job with that oh, team yeah, I, like- I think they're going to be good enough they always are going to have a running back that's gonna that's gonna be able to carry the rock a ton of times this year my dog needs to go outside he's one um i i I like this wisconsin team a lot and i think if any like i said if anybody's going to take it from i think it's gonna be nebraska yep um all right let's go to hawaii so jay jay doesn't have a winner for the hawaii uh vandy game uh i i have the rainbow warriors i have plus six and a half now listen don't put me in with the don't bet against Hawaii in the island. That is a myth. It is backed by statistics. And, and that, Jeff Nadeau. And Jeff Nadeau. Thank you, Jeff uh, Jeff Nadeau, if you're listening, friend of the program. Um, it, that is a myth. Uh, statistically, betting against Hawaii on the island is a myth. But I think, I think Hawaii at least keeps it close. I think they cover. And I think they might. I think they might win. I think they might but, win as well. I think they might win, but again, I'm not sure. And I like that plus six and a half. I like that little cushion there. Well, then you're going to love hearing this. And that is that right before we got on, I was looking at the lines. I'm pretty sure it's moved to plus seven. I like it. I like to, I usually, usually I like to follow lines. Back six or like to get them half, early. Back to six and a half. I'm yeah. You know, I'm gonna put it in a six and a half right now. I'm, I'm playing that yeah. game. Okay. I would. I'd love to get that at seven. Um, I um, five. yeah. I'm taking Hawaii plus six and a half as well. Hawaii um, Hawaii six and one ATS opening the season last seven years. Mm-hmm. So listen, they're not winning all of them, but they're covering them. And I think Vanderbilt. For people that don't remember, Vanderbilt is bad at football. So I love a Hawaii team at home opening up against a team that sucks at the sport that they're playing. So give me Hawaii plus the six and a half. And in I think Hawaii. In Two, Hawaii. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. And I think even at plus, I think it was like, I just looked, I think it's plus 230 mm-hmm. money line, plus 200 money line. That's a good double oh, up. There's some, a nice yeah, double up. some value. Some yeah. value there. Um, Next game we have is Illinois-Wyoming. Jay. Ooh, I kind of like Jay's pick. I didn't go with Jay's pick, but I like Jay's pick. Jay has under 44 for Wyoming-Illinois. I kind of like that. I think I might play that, um, but that's not what I have originally. I have a Lion-Eye minus 10. Ooh. I think – I, I think I like the Illini to run grounded pound. I don't think Wyoming has that great of a defense. Um, so I like Illini there uh, chasing 10. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have a play for this coming in, but 10 I kind of like as well. I'll be honest with you, if, if the book – because here's the thing. Books are so weird with like the first week. Sometimes they don't let you put in like any alt lines. They won't offer them. Mm-hmm. If the book gives an alt line for this, I probably take minus nine and a half. 
to almost ensure myself a win compared to like getting a push. But I think I'll, I think I'm going to ride 10 and minus 10 with you. I, I think yeah. Illinois is definitely 10 points better than Wyoming. I think so. On almost this ain't, any day. This ain't the Wyoming, this ain't the Wyoming team from a few years ago. Okay. This ain't the Wyoming team with Josh Allen. Um, I think everyone kind of still has that in their mind, but no, I, I like, I like a lion. I minus 10. Um, next game, Nevada, uh, taking on New Mexico State, uh, Jay and I both have Nevada minus nine. Listen, we just talked about New Mexico State having to replace a lot. It's going to be the first game. Actually, both these programs have to replace a lot of people. But I just think Nevada is in a better spot. I think they have more depth. I think they have more going on, even though um, they had a coaching change and things like that. I, I like Nevada. I like Nevada minus nine. I, you know, what? I'm going to play something here, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a little stat. This is also a preview of um, of what's to come in the the college football preview I have dropping on Thursday. Make sure you subscribe. The links are in my bios. So it's going to be 85 degrees at the game. Okay. Over under is 50. In the last 17 years, so dating back to 2005, 62% of the time the over is hit when a game is being played 85 degrees with less than five miles per hour of wind. So I'm going to take the over. I don't know what the wind's going to look like by game time. But right now it looks mm-hmm. like they're not calling for anything crazy. It looks like it's going to be calm, clear skies, 85 degrees. That to me screams over football. We're going to take over 50. Over 50. Okay. Very nice. I like it. Um, this next matchup here, it is it is absolutely criminal that this, this is not on television. Okay? And I'm talking about the UTEP Miners versus the North Texas Mean Green. Both these teams, by the end of the year, could very well be bowling. This okay? game's not on TV? It's not on TV. I think there you have to have a special stream or something like that. To get uh, it, what? I watched this game before the Nevada game. Yeah, I mean, there's like a bunch of teams that are playing FCS opponents. I'd rather watch UTEP and North Texas over. I think Florida State's playing Duquesne. Like, absolutely, I'd rather watch this. Um, Jay Jay is really big on North Texas this year. Jay has North Texas to kind of be a a little bit of a dark horse. Um, in their conference, yeah. Um, not saying they'll win the conference, but kind of make some noise in the conference. I am starting to be an honorary fan of the UTEP Miners because I just love the graphics that they're putting out on their social media pages. And the Sun Bowl is one of the the Sun Bowl is one of the best venues in all of sports, hundred um, percent. So, anyway, Jay has over fifty five in this one. Um, not not a bad. I, I kind of like that. Um, two struggling defenses kind of going into this. Uh, North Texas, way known way more for their offense going in. Um, this game's a pick 'em, and again, be my better judgment. Okay, my brain tells me North Texas, but you know what? I've been right, I've been riding that minor train. Okay, I'm riding in that coal car, and you know what? I'm rolling with the UTEP, I'm rolling with the miners. In a pick'em, I um, 
looking at everything here, I'm I'm going the total opposite. If you're going to give me a pick them, I'm going to take North Texas. I'm going to take the mean green. I'm going to take them to do exactly what they did last year, which was beat this team. So at even money pick them, uh, I'm going to take North Texas. I think North Texas gets this win here. Um, I, I actually kind of like that overplay as well, even though they went drastically under last year. They only put up 37 combined last year, but yeah, I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride with the money line. Give me, give me North Texas money line. I think they beat UTEP. Okay. Like Listen, them. everything in my mind tells me North Texas, and you but should. Man, but man, I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just ride. I'm just riding in that coal car, man. That's fair. I mean, listen, I'm riding. I'm, I'm riding with that coal car. But anyway, Joe, it's always wonderful to have you on. It is great to. Uh, you always coming in the clutch for this program, so I got to thank you there. You um, from all of us. Oh, uh, Joe, I know you you drop your socials. You want to drop your socials one more time so yep. everyone can hear. At uh, both on Twitter at Joe Joe underscore Pops. No, Joe Pops underscore, and then at Joey underscore Props. Both of them are going to have links to my newsletter. There's a free version. There's a paid version. You're going to want to go paid version, especially when we go football season. That is where I make all my bread and butter. Uh, so far, NFL preseason, 15, 15, four and one. Quick math. That's a lot more wins than losses. We're green. We're going into this green, and we're going to make some more money off the mean green because I'm just adding them to my card as well. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. There you go. Thank you all for tuning in once again. Guys, we are here. We are there. We made it. College football is upon us. Let's have a great week.